Hello, Taylor County. I'm Alex Renman with Unleashed Tiger, and I'm here with Taylor County uh, Superintendent of Schools, Dr. John Stallings. John, thanks for joining us on the program. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You know, so we've got some news we want to share, but before we get to that, I, I've got to ask you. So, um, you, you you've been in education for a while, and you've been out of education for a while with retire. You know, what keeps you coming back, man? How many times have you retired and said, "I got to get back in this thing called education"? That's an interesting question, Alex. I've been involved since 1975, and I started here in Taylor County. I'll give you a little history, a little timeline of what I've been doing. I was here for about 34 years, or for 34 years in Taylor County initially, public education. Did that, and then talk, they told you, told me, I thought that I would know when it's time to retire. I thought I did. <laughs> I tried it, lasted a few weeks, and uh, I must be hyperactive enough that I needed to keep doing things. Plus, uh, my wife of 45 years now, I'm going to keep it that way, um, and longer, uh, indicated, find something to do, you're driving me crazy. So I had a friend at the university, decided to go adjunct up there, and then I went into the doctoral program, became Dr. Stallings, worked there for 10 years and thought, well, it's time for, the, for me to retire from there. About the same time, the university was getting rid of the teacher education program for whom I had been serving as the director. I uh, left them. That was public ed and now higher ed. I moved to a friend of mine needed someone to work for Trinity Christian School. I came there and uh, served as a principal, it's grade six through 12. That was adventure, but I'd never done before from being elementary background. Uh, COVID hit, I left them. And then uh, I worked for a little while, uh, enjoying my time with the uh, Barber Taylor Community Corrections Program. Uh, and then the opening for Taylor County Schools superintendents came up and I thought maybe I have been taken on a journey to prepare myself. I have been to public ed, higher ed, private Christian ed, and then the community corrections program. And uh, it was a definite no if I didn't apply. And when I did apply, the Board of Education said, well, okay, let's give this guy a try. And so I'm back. And so I'm here because uh, Taylor County is worth it. And it's meant a lot to me. I have a family, married someone from Taylor County, raised two boys from Taylor County, raising grandsons in Taylor County. My, my son is anyway. Um, and uh, I'm enjoying my time here. It's been, I now can say I've been here six months, July 1st through January 1st. So, so that's an awesome path. And here you are, superintendent. Um, we're glad you're here. Can you share with us a little bit about, you know, what this transition has been like in the superintendent highlights of these, of these first six months and what you've seen and, and been a part of? It's definitely been um, an interesting journey, to say the least. Um, I say all the time, uh, every day is a happy day. And some days it's like a, a whack-a-mole game, but it's uh, an interesting experience. Uh, early on, I thought, I will make a list of the things I will do today. And I learned early on that that was a very naive plan. <laughs> uh, but I, they keep me busy. I'm frequently involved with a lot of things, and I try to be um, a lot of places. I told the Board of Education when they interviewed me, if they expected me to stay in my office, that they, were making, they, did, they should not hire me. I'm a guy who believes in proximity, and I like to be in the schools, and I like to be at the student activities, which I've tried to do this fall. It's a busy schedule, but I am enjoying it. It is exhausting, but I am enjoying it. 
Well, I'll tell you, as, as you know, we've, we've polled the community for questions. And one of the questions, comments slash questions came in. They see you everywhere at all these sporting events and everything and wondering, like, what's next? And I know I know you love the creative arts and what's going on in the county. So, yeah, I mean, people are noticing you around. So what, what's what's next on your docket of visits? Well, I, I, they have caught me at a lot of sports events from day one, uh, all through this, the early fall and all the sports events in the fall. I learned early on that uh, there are a lot of them, <laughs> a lot more than one realizes if you try to go to all of them. And I have tried very hard to do that. I was talking to one of our, uh, our, our teachers at the high school who mentioned that her students had mentioned to her that uh, that Dr. Stallings is, uh, he's everywhere. He shows up here, he shows up there, just don't know where he's going to be. Um, I, I hope they see that as a positive, but... Uh, I've been to choral events. I've been to an induction ceremony for the Spanish Honor Society. I've been to um, uh, band concerts and choral concerts, uh, watch the entertainers. Um, I'm going to continue to do all those things. And I've been to just about every middle school and high school sports event from the, in the fall. That included uh, football and soccer and I was invited to and attended it. When I'm invited, I try to go there. I was at a, a golf a golf meet. Um, I attended a couple of our local, our, we sponsored at West Taylor Elementary School um, cross country events with many counties coming and doing that. Um, I'm trying to think, I've been to a lot of volleyball games uh, and subsequently I've been now a lot of basketball games where they sell a lot of popcorn, which is my favorite thing to do while I'm at the game in addition to watching the event. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Well, it's we, enjoyable. Yep. There, oh, yeah. we, we've got, it's a lot of fun. I, I see you at, at many of those and, and I can't imagine all the events you're going to. I don't know where you find the time for it. Um, but I, I do appreciate it. I know the kids appreciate it. Parents appreciate it that you're, you're supporting them in that way. Um, you know, I know we education is so important. We could have brought you on to talk about anything anyway, but I know we had some recent news that you wanted to share. And I think it's important. It, it lines up with um, we, we had a, a couple of years ago, the, the bond uh, election that we brought your predecessor in and kind of talked to us about what that was. Um, but you've got some uh, recent news from the, the, the uh, school building authority that you wanted to share with everyone. I'd love to kind of dig into that around, around Anna Jarvis. I would love to talk about that. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, indeed, the bond election that happened a, year, a couple of years ago that was successfully passed, and we appreciate the votes of the, the citizenry of Taylor County having been supportive of that. Um, for most people that understand that it's a combination, it's a marriage between the school building authority and the commitment of the commu community. Um, the, and if I might clarify just the difference, so just, uh, just because I'm a teacher person too, that there's the, there are two kinds of calls and elections that we have in our county. And one is a bond, a bond call, and one is a levy call. And the difference is simply uh, make it very basic. Uh, the word bond call or starts with a B, and uh, so does, and so um, likewise the levy starts with an L, and that deals more. It focuses more on literacy and learning, and so that's how I learned. Maybe it's because of an elementary teacher from way back, just to differentiate the two. But we are uh, when we talk about Anna Jarvis, it was a bond election that took place, and we were in line, had been approved by the school building authority back then to start moving on a new building up in Anna Jarvis Elementary School. 
unfortunately, COVID hit and took a little bit of attention. And uh, as people understood then, um, COVID caused price increases. And so the current Anna Jarvis process was put on hold because the school building authority discovered that some of the previously approved constructions in other counties had some overruns and they were in the process of construction. So those monies initially earmarked for places like, like Taylor County were, were relocated or redistributed to those already in process. The good news, however, is that more recently, uh, I hope this is good news, uh, I inherited the job of going back to the school building authority and reproposing our, our commitment and our part of the covenant asking that the school building authority kept theirs. Uh, they were gracious enough to do just that. And in December, I was fortunate enough to go to Charleston and learn that we were in fact awarded the money that was being requested from the school building authority to match with our previously approved bond call funding. And so now we are just starting to uh, revisit and put work teams together and have uh, construction meetings starting again so that people can start watching for uh, things to move more quickly this semester and um, throughout this next year or two where we start breaking ground. Uh, our plan is to build the new Anna Jervis building literally in front of the current building. Uh, we'll move the new building a little closer to Route 50, but not so close that it becomes dangerous, of course. But um, that's in the plans right now. People are probably wondering why they haven't seen us breaking ground in the past, and I hope that explains that. But we're back on, on schedule, or our new schedule was just delayed just a little bit. And we're excited about that. So um, our project is going to be uh, about $18 million dollars. Uh, seven million of that is now coming to us, seven million plus coming from the school building authority. And um, of the other monies that came through the bond election, not all of that will go toward the Anna Jarvis construction, but also go to the other schools throughout the county. Um, and that was uh, intentional because our plan, we have five schools, I call them our five children across the county and they all deserve uh, a slice of that pie. And those, uh, those plans are still in, in part of the plan. So uh, hopefully we can have our community start recognizing and noticing that. I hope that's helpful as a start for explanation. We'll talk about that more if we can have subsequent podcasts. Yeah, I, I think it'd be great. Certainly as the progress continues, um, we could bring you on. I, th I think that'd be perfect. I appreciate your grace in doing so. Um, you know, there's lots of questions around this in the community. And so real quick, by the way, I love, I love, the bond, it's simple, bond building, levy, literacy and learning. That's perfect because um, it's so easy to get those those things intertwined. Um, and this bond's already been passed. Now the school building authority has agreed to their side of the covenant and, and the, this this replay, if you will. So again, just real quick on timing. So when, when should folks expect to see equipment out there and things start happening? Well, uh, I don't have a specific date for you, but the next couple of months will be the planning meetings with the architects and then advertisements for things like... Um, construction companies and things. Um, the good news is once we start, there shouldn't be a lot of, uh, we're not having, because we're using the front lawn of the current Anna Jarvis property, we're not having to remove the side of a mountain. We're not having to fill a major ravine. A lot of school systems have property that they are purchasing, but of course there's a lot of money put into those kind of preparations. Mm -hmm. 
ours should move a lot more quickly once we get those things in place. So I appreciate that. And I think that's reasonable. This design phase. So I've got a couple of questions came in that, that are kind of around that. So one is just the idea. I remember when we went through this before the bond uh, election um, and, and well, after the bond election, there were several questions that came in and since around the capacity of the school. Um, it seemed, though, and I, and I don't have the specifics in front of me and I apologize, but it doesn't seem like it was built. With, it was built for maybe like 30 more students than what are there today. And people were concerned are we building something that already is going to be at capacity? And so is, is that the kind of thing that will be re, uh, re-explored in this design phase? Or is that is it still the capacity really kind of set at this moment? That's a hard, it's kind of a moving target. But indeed, uh, typically the decision for the amount that's funded through the school building authority is based on a formula that they use. And they take the current uh, enrollment and they look at the growth over, over a series of years at any location such as our county. Um, you know, our population is, is growing in some portions of the county, but not every portion. Uh, and they, can, they factor that in. Um, the, the size of the building is also based on the amount of funding that can, that can be earmarked for making that happen. Um, I hope that helps address some of it. Um, the growth of the school is factored in, and we hope that we continue to grow. Um, some of that is dependent on uh, interest. Typically, an experience happens where, uh, as a new building is added to a community, the interest and people look at that and say, gee, I'd like to have my children, my grandchildren go there. Isn't that a nice new place? Um, uh, we're not a booming metropolis in Taylor County, um, so it shouldn't be as much a concern as in some other locations. Gotcha. Yeah, it does. I mean, I think the, the, the devil's in the details to your point. There's a lot of formulas that go into this. There is a, um, I guess there's always, there's always hope and there's excitement about the growth, but to your point, I mean, our, our recent history doesn't show that. Um, I, I would, I would bet on Taylor County going forward, but uh, I think, um, I think you're right too. New schools always generate some excitement, uh, but you only have so many people in the community and, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are, there are designed from an architecture standpoint plans for, you know, possible expansion in the future. Those kind of things, not that those are on the list right now, but from a funding perspective, you can only do what you can do, I think. And that's, that's an important right. plan. Of course, it's important to also, Alex, to remember that our, our plan was never to build a building that's too small when we open. Uh, our plan would be to make sure it's sufficiently prepared to receive that increased in, enrollment. Can, can we revisit, I mean, I think, appreciate that answer. Can we revisit the, and I know you weren't here, you, you weren't superintendent when this was going on, but the decision, it continues to come up. And obviously, um, I think, you know, this, this bond passed narrowly um, in terms of, of, of typical levy passages here and those things. And I think that's, it's reasonable. I mean, it's a lot of money, but at the same time, it's an important decision for our community to build a new school. But the question comes out, build versus remodel. And do, do you have, I mean, I know it's, it's hard to ask you after the fact, but do you have any of the insight as to the justification around why build a new school versus leveraging, you know, what, what many of us um, who maybe have been around the community for a long time still see that as a new school, even though it was built many, many years, decades ago? Well, um, indeed, uh, one of the things that the school building authority uses when they factor uh, proposals is that they give a score, a ranking score for all the schools in your county. And that's based on not the age of the building, but the condition. Uh, and in many cases, uh, re, I guess remodeling can end up costing you more ultimately uh, than a 
a new facility. Uh, and that happens because using energy harvest as an example, um, driving by the school, looking at the exterior of the building from the distance of the highway, it looks pretty nice. However, the in internal uh, conditions of the building, such as the uh, HVAC systems and those, you can only continue to improve those or repair those. Uh, and remember that building was constructed in 1971 originally. And uh, during my tenure, even before I took my journey to the higher ed and the public and private ed, all those things, uh, there were a lot, of, a lot of components of the school that had been repaired. Um, the uh, HVAC systems, for instance, are, are uh, outdated and not as operational as they could be. They're functioning, but it is, like I said a, a minute ago, that is sometimes so much more frugal or reasonable to rebuild than to try to keep patching and, and plus parts aren't always available forever. Uh, we did add twice to the building, I believe in '96, um, and then again in 2003, I believe the the additions to the building as we grew. That's because we brought, as you'll remember, the West Side School that no longer exists, used to be the kindergarten building, and they moved that up on the hill with the rest of the building when they expanded, and then subsequently uh, redid the cafeteria area. Um, all of those additions were trying to get everybody at the same campus. Um, but back to the facilities and the conditions, uh, Flemington Elementary School and Grafton High School were built, as you recall, in the 1939-40 era. Um, structurally, they're still strong. Um, there's nothing, they may be the older of the buildings in the county, but they are by no means the one that needed to be uh, scored as the most needing to be replaced. And that's why Anna Jarvis was made as the decision for the county. Yeah. That, that makes sense. I, I tell you, it's, it's, it's funny. Maybe that's part of the thing that skews our, our perceptions because we've got this high school and this elementary that have been around for a long time, a lot longer than Anna Jarvis, but yet uh, the bones are good and they've, uh, they've been able to, to expand uh, certainly at the high school in a way that's allowed that building to have new life for many decades more. Crazy. Yeah. Hey, you, you mentioned mentioned Flemington again. We had we, we always have questions come in uh, whenever anything around the education system in this community. Our our, our community really gets it uh, how important education is, and there's always the question around Flemington Elementary School. Um, it's a great community out there and a great school. And the question is always what what is the future? Is do, do you have any insight? Any comments on what you see? It, get a sense for what the future of Flemington Elementary School is. Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Let me just start out by saying my first teaching experience was Flemington Elementary School. So it's near and dear to my heart. Just clear that up, everybody. But uh, Flemington is often, they had their high school when I first came around. And uh, I know that they are um, were disappointed when a decision was made some several years ago to close that and consolidate everyone to Grafton High School. Um, it... I'm sure that still hurts. There are a lot of people that, uh, my wife is a graduate from Flemington High School. Um, and uh, that community identity, like most small towns, that is pretty much the hub. One of the, you know, other than their churches, that school is their community center. Uh, and it's just a, it does a great job, by the way. And the facility is uh, a smaller school, but it is still, uh, a great location for educating children. So 
it is not in my understanding or my plan or would be my suggestion to even consider doing anything other than to continue to have that as our as catching the the southwest corner of the county um, it it's essential um, like I said it's, it's a community center in many cases um, that's another reason that some of the funding from the recent bond call included some upgrades and things not not reconstructing the building, but uh, the focus on that, as people will recall, for all the other four schools other than Anna Jarvis or in addition, would be more security-related issues. Security. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, we're speaking of that because, sadly, it happens, and we're hoping never in Taylor County, but uh, we'd be ill-advised not to prepare. Yeah. And to be... Go ahead. I think that's wise. I mean, we, we, we normally will get questions around that this time we didn't, but um, I think it's, it obviously there's way too many times we see around the country uh, challenges there. So I think most of us uh, can, can really see that and appreciate that. Um, you know, another thing that a concern that's out there and I appreciate the answer on Flemington. I know the folks, if you've got more questions, just keep them coming and we'll, we'll next time we bring you on, we'll talk about it. But um, the, one of the other concerns we, we hear in the news constantly about teacher shortages, job shortages, those kind of things. Can you, uh, explain just a little bit about what, what what's happening in Taylor County. Are we seeing those same challenges? Uh, are there are there you know different um, solutions we're trying to come up with to make sure we don't suffer from the same kind of shortages they're seeing across the state? Sure, um, I'll, I'm going to reach back a little bit. When I was at the university, I was working on the teacher education program first. If you don't mind me folding that in, um, at that time when I was at the university, uh, there. Were, it was approximately 700 classrooms across the state that did not have a certified teacher in them. That's terrible. Uh, I know that that is not, uh, that has not decreased much, but in Taylor County, we do our best to make sure that we cert we place certified teachers and um, uh, our doc our, my assistant superintendent, Dr. Jody Decker is working very hard on that. Um, when we find openings, we're trying to be as aggressive and post positions as, as soon as possible uh, so we can get those positions filled with certified and uh, well-prepared individuals. Um, teacher shortage for Taylor County is not so much an issue uh, as it is across the state, fortunately. Uh, just like the addition of uh, more, more recent legislation indicated uh, that most school systems or school systems in the state of West Virginia should increase uh, first, second, and third grade classrooms and add an aid there. Uh, that's over time, over the three-year cycle, first grade one year, adding second grade, and then subsequently the third grade. Taylor County was proactively looking at that, and uh, this year we introduced both first and second grade a little ahead of the schedule. We found that to be uh, both frugal and wise, and uh, we're ahead of the game, and we'll stay on top of that as much as possible by looking at third grade next. Um, so with regard to shortages, I don't know that um, we're suffering from that so much because, uh, like I said, our personnel director, our assistant superintendent is trying to stay on top of that as much as possible. Um, I hope that's out helping a little bit with your question. Well, well, that's welcome news. I know some communities are really suffering, so I think that's welcome news. And I I'm, I'm imagine the, the, the person who asked that question is just hearing uh, statewide what the challenges are. Um, 
So I, 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 you know, I love the idea and I appreciate you offering to maybe come back again in the spring. I suspect when we release this, there may be some more questions. And, um, you know, I think then we can maybe get an update on things. I think that would be great. Um, so I appreciate that. Um, I do want to ask you one question. So having, having moved here in, in the early 70s um, and uh, having spent and chosen to stay here and, and invest here and spend your heart and soul in here and try to help uh, in ways that, that you can to help to make the, our education system better and ultimately our community better, I, I would love to get your perspective. It's a question I like to ask anybody, whether you're born here, moved here, or whatever, is what, what do you sense or what do you see as, as is that a bit of magic or superpower or the gym or some value that comes from growing up in or living in or being a part of this community here in, in Taylor County or even potentially North Central West Virginia uh, at large or, or even Appalachia for that matter. I'd love to hear your perspective as someone who, who moved in, planted and made a life here and, and, and give back every day. Well, thank you. Um, well, as you know, I came from Maryland. I'm a Marylander by birth and West Virginia by choice. I tell people that all the time. Uh, I came here through WVU, having graduated from there and taking uh, my first job at Clementon Elementary School. Um, I, Taylor County just has a unique personality, if I can say that way. Uh, everybody, most people that you meet in Taylor County are uh, committed to Taylor County. Um, it is not a metropolis. It does not, it is in many cases, not the most affluent places. Um, uh, but that, you know, money isn't everything. There's so much more to uh, personal benefit and investment and collegiality and um, just getting to know one another. You know, um, we have another church, a number of churches throughout the community. They're very strong and uh, could always use more memberships of that, of course, but uh, individual philosophies, of course, dictate. But when there is a problem in Taylor County, especially with Taylor County schools, it seems to me that people are more willing and ready to rally as opposed to dismiss. Um, such has been demonstrated with the levy and the bond elections that have happened. This county has always had people say, we're doing this for the children because we believe in our children. And uh, that's really why I'm back. I, I, I really never left. I've always lived here. But um, uh, philosophically, I believe in uh, what the county has to offer. Great. Well, well, Dr. Stallings, thank you so much. Um, Taylor County Superintendent of Schools, we're glad you're here. I appreciate you coming on the program and absolutely we'll bring you back on. And one of the things I just love to do at the end of, of every one of our podcasts is give you the last word. What is it you'd like to tell the people of Taylor County? I think most importantly, I'd like to thank people for your patience. Uh, we have a lot of things that we need to do. There's a lot of children that need our support. Uh, it cannot be done one or the other. It needs to be done together. And, and um, each time that we find what's being presented as a potential problem. We're trying to view that as an opportunity to do things together. And I know that sounds a little, little cliche, but I mean that sincerely. Um, people asked me when I first told them I had been appointed, they asked if I was crazy because I was not retired again. But uh, I think I'm hoping, hopefully demonstrating that I do have a sincere commitment to the county. And uh, uh, who knows uh, how long they'll have to put up with this guy, but uh, I'll do my best to continue to serve as I'm expected to. Awesome. And I appreciate the patience. Thank you. Excellent. Well, thank you. And uh, we'll look forward to having you back on. And in the meantime, good luck with uh, the rest of this school year and beyond.
I appreciate that, Alex. Thanks so much. Thanks. Take care.